Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 437. Now, with sudden clarity, I realized my mistake. The mayor was not bound by any rules. He could order me killed, then hang my body over the city gates. He could throw me in jail and forget about me. He could leave me there while I grew starved and sickly. I had no position, no friends to intercede on my behalf. I was helpless as a child with a willow switch sword. I realized this in a flash and felt a gnawing fear settle in my belly. I should have stayed in Severin Low while I had the chance. I never should have come here in the first place and meddled in the affairs of powerful folks such as this. It was just then that Stapes bustled in from the mayor's dressing room. Seeing us, his normally placid expression flickered briefly into panic and surprise. He recovered quickly. I beg your pardon, sirs, he said, and hurried back the way he came. Stapes, the mayor called out before he could leave. Come here. Stapes slunk back into the room. He wrung his hands nervously. His face had the stricken look of a guilty man, a man caught in the midst of something dishonest. Alvarin's voice was stern. Stapes, what do you have there? Looking closer, I saw the manservant wasn't wringing his hands. He was clutching something. It's nothing. Stapes! The mayor barked. How dare you lie to me! Show me at once! Numbly, the portly manservant opened his hands. A tiny, gem-bright bird lay lifeless on his palm. His face had lost all hint of color. Never in the history of the world has the death of a lovely thing brought such relief and joy. I had been certain of Stapes' betrayal for days now, and here was the unquestionable proof of it. Nevertheless, I kept quiet. The mayor had to see this with his own eyes. What is the meaning of this? The mayor asked slowly. It's not good to think of such things, sir, the manservant said quickly. At worst, to dwell on them. I'll just fetch another one. It'll sing just as sweet. There was a long pause. I could see Alvaron struggling to contain the rage he'd been ready to unleash on me. The silence continued to stretch. Stapes, I said slowly, how many birds have you replaced these last few days? Stapes turned to me, his expression indignant. Before he could speak, the mayor broke in. Answer him, Stapes. His voice sounded almost choked. Has there been, has there been more than this one? Stapes gave the mayor a stricken look. Oh, Rand, I didn't want to trouble. The end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. Everything is so exciting. Oh my God. (laughs) So the crackpot theory that was brewing yesterday is that on the next page, we learn that Stapes has incredibly good hearing, so much so that he can hear a door opening two or three rooms away. Um, So wouldn't he have heard the argument and not come in here with the dead bird? Uh, And if so, that means he came in here to save Quoth's life. Now, I think the proof against this is that Stapes seems totally guileless, and I'm inclined to think that that's not an act, uh, that he is, in fact, an honest and loyal and loving manservant and possibly life partner who really does just want the best for uh, his master slash life partner. Um, So I'm not inclined to think that Stapes is disingenuous, but... I do think it's a little odd that not but one page later, we get an example of his excellent, excellent hearing. 
I feel like his hearing is hyper specific to uh, things that a servant should be paying attention to, like doors opening and bells jingling. I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't feel a particular way about the hearing thing, but if it's something that's on the next page, let's discuss it on the next page and not here. Yes, we'll definitely get to it because it's the the section, but um, this is extremely lucky. This is, uh, if, if it is not the result of Stapes intentionally jumping in to save Quoth's life, uh, which I'm inclined to think that it's not, then this is in fact just a coincidence and extremely lucky and in this case, I don't mind it because we have seen for a little while, we have seen evidence that Stapes is up to something, that he is doing some kind of collusion. Even if the collusion is just, I'm swapping out the birds and uh, telling Codicus that I'm suspicious. Um, so I actually don't mind this being coincidence because we know that Stapes has been sneaking around. Uh, but this is evidence towards Jeremy being okay with you know, just total random happenstance occurring. Although it's not random happenstance because it's the result of other characters' agencies that has been um, foreshadowed. So maybe I'm right after all. And uh, coincidence is bad. Well, no, I think that we are actually more aligned than you think we are because my argument has always been that coincidences happening in a narrative are... Like coincidences of timing and circumstance are fine, provided that the actions of the characters that led to those circumstances happening are like in character, you know, like deus ex machinas are annoying because like they are presaged by nothing in the narrative. A God just literally drops out of the sky, a character we've never seen before and solves the character's problems for them. That is the kind of like coincidence that is really frustrating. But this is a coincidence that happens because of characters who are, you know, both Quoth and Stapes have been doing stuff. Uh, and the, the coincidence is just that Stapes happens to be doing stuff. You know, it even makes sense because Stapes clearly thinks that the mayor has left the room to go do something with whatever papers he was shuffling. Right. So Stapes is taking this opportunity to go, ah, the mayor's out of the room. I'm going to switch these birds before he comes back. Right. And it's only the fact that the mayor dragged Quoth back into the room to chew him out that that didn't happen. That's true. Maybe there was no other way out. Oh yeah. No, I just, I do think that it's like narratively structurally, it also makes sense here because there's no other way for this situation to resolve itself other than, you know, like if Stapes doesn't show up here, then the mayor probably has both jailed or killed right after like chewing him out one more time. Uh, and we we like come right to the precipice of that revelation where Quoth realizes, oh, I'm completely at this person's mercy. I have no more cards to play. He doesn't trust me anymore. I'm screwed. Um, but of course, there's no story if that actually happens. And the more interesting story is what happens as a result of the fact that Quoth is right. But for the characters to proceed to that point, you know, everything has to come out into the open. Uh, and so Stapes has to show up. Are we going to talk about Rand? Uh, yes, I do want to talk about Rand. The first thing before we do, I just want to call out the conversation happening in the chat um, is worth bringing up on the episode today. And that's that there's a bait and switch happening on this page where we are led to believe and Quoth calls it out specifically that this is evidence of collusion, that this is malicious uh, and that this is Stapes intentionally um, hiding the truth of the poison. Uh, and then... It is again, the rug is pulled out of us again on the next page when it is 
made apparent uh, if you'd believe Stapes' performance. And frankly, I do. I think he is a guileless and loving uh, and honest fellow um, that he's just like made the connection between the bird's little souls and, and Alvaron's health. And that it's just like something that he's doing because he has great affection uh, for Rand and uh, Rand Jordana, as you say, is quite a familiar term uh, that, you know, to say in the presence of your boss, especially when there's another person around uh, that might only happen if you were um, overwhelmed with uh, emotion, perhaps emotion for someone that you have great affection for. Yeah, like a is good Rand friend. short for Rand- Randall? I don't think so. I mean, it could be. I think it's just a fantasy. It's a fantasy name. Okay, yeah. Rand Alvaron. It could be it short. Feels yeah, like a, it feels like a. It feels like a nickname rather than just a rather than just a first name. It feels like a nickname of a first name. I guess it could be. It, it just makes me think of the main character in the Wheel of Time series, whose name is Rand Althor. So this could be a reference to that, but. And uh, it makes me think of the ship that Biggs Darklighter and his fellow rebels were stationed on before they mutinied and joined the, rebe- uh, the rebellion officially, which was called the Rand Ecliptic. Their little band was called the Ecliptic Evaders, and it is the uh, white, or sorry, the black and yellow checks that Biggs has on his uh, on his helmet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I I agree that that is an overly familiar term to use. Um, but I still don't think that it is conclusive proof that they are uh, more than just good friends. Because if 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 their relationship is, as we understand it textually, that they have like grown up together and been friends since childhood, then that's also the kind of lapse I might expect from a childhood friend. Um, I also like I'm definitely completely on board with the chat when I was reading this page and I came to the part where Quoth is like, I have been certain of Stapes' betrayal for days now. And here it was the unquestionable proof of it. I was like, just bring it on. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Also, just a clarification. Rand is a short form. I don't think you anything form. about Stapes for Rand sure. is short for Lurand, which is apparently the mayor's first name. Thank you, SNC. Well, there you go. Yeah, it is a diminutive. Uh, I don't think it matters, frankly, if they are in a relationship or not. I think both readings uh, are fine and honest, but I like I like it more if they are in a relationship, and I think it makes even more sense, especially with the whole um, Alvaron needing a uh, basically matchmaker to arrange him a affectionless and sexless relationship with a woman. I mean, it better not be sexless or there's no yeah, point to say, it. Doesn't he need an heir? I suppose so. The whole point of it is so that he can produce an heir and there's, you know, they haven't invented in vitro yet. So there's really only one way to make that happen. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but I want to remind you that with the, with the marriage, the heir is now Quoth. If if that, that presupposes a lot of ifs, sir. Yes, it does. But until the, the non in vitro child uh, is produced, Quoth is the standing heir. If if Mellow and Lackless is related to Quoth. Yeah, but you know. If the Lacklesses are the ultimate heirs. Anyway, that is all to be seen. We will discuss it in Chapters of the Future. Chapters of the Future, which is our new (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Is that where we just read chapters from books that haven't come out yet? Yes, or we imagine chapters that haven't been written yet. Mm -hmm. Sounds great, honestly. 
All right, then. We'll see you on a future episode of Chapters of the Future. 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 Future.